The entire Kala Chakra or wheel of time is established on the wheel of the sun's god's chariot. This wheel is known as Sambhatsara. The seven horses pulling the chariot of the sun are known as Gayatri, Brihati, Ushmit, Jagati, Trishtuk, Anushtuk and Pankhi. They are harnessed by demigod known as Arunadeva to a yoke. 900,000 Yojanas wide. Thus, the chariot carries Aditya Deva, the sun god. Always staying in the front of the sun god and offering their prayers are 60,000 sages known as Valikhiyas. Valikhiyas. There are 14 Gandharvas, Apsaras, and other demigods who are divided into seven parties and who perform ritualistic activities every month to worship the super soul through the sun god according to different names. Thus, the sun god travels through the universe for a distance of 95,100,000 Yojanas, 760,800,000 miles at a speed of 16,004 miles at every moment. Text 1 Shri Shukha Vacha Etavan Sorry, Shri Shukha Vacha Etavan Eva
read the translation of text 2. As a grain of wheat is divided into two parts, and one can estimate the size of the upper part by knowing that of the lower, so expert geographers instruct one can understand the measurements of the upper part of the universe by knowing those of the lower part. The sky between the earthly sphere and heavenly sphere is called Antariksha or outer space. It adjoins the top of the sphere of earth and the bottom of that of heaven. This verse is on purport. <coughs> so we'll do the word to word meaning of this verse 523. Yat. Of which the intermediate space. Of which the intermediate space. Madhyagataham. Madhyagataham. Being situated in the middle. Being situated in the middle. Bhagavan. The most powerful. The most powerful. Tapatam Patihi. Tapatam Patihi. The master of those that heat the whole universe. Tapanaha, the sun, Atapena, by heat, Trilokim, the three words, Prata, Pratapati, heats, Avabhasayati, lights, Atmabhasa, by his own illuminating rays. Saha, that, Esaha, the sun yoke, Utagayana, of passing to the northern side of the equator, Dakshinayana, of passing to the southern side of the equator, Vaishuvata, or of passing through the equator, Samyamidhi, by different names, Mandya, characterized by slowness, Sigriya, swiftness, Samanibhi, by and by equality, Gatibhi, by movement, Arohana, of rising, Avarohana, Samana, Samana or staying in the middle, Staneshu in positions, Yatasvanam according to the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Abhipadayamanaha moving, Makara Adishu. Headed by the sign Makara Capricorn. Rashishu. In different signs. Aha Ratrani. The days and nights. Dirga. Long. Krashva. Samanani. Equal. Vidathe. Translation for Pope by Divine Grace, they see what you on the songs In the midst of the region of outer space, Andariksha is the most opulent sun, 
the king of all the planets that emanate heat, such as the moon. By the influence of its radiation, the sun heats the universe and maintains its proper order. It also gives light to help all living entities see. While passing to the north, towards the south, or through the equator, in accordance with the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, it is said to move slowly, swiftly, or moderately. According to its movements in rising above, going beneath, and passing through the equator, and correspondingly coming in touch with various signs of zodiac headed by Makara, Capricorn, days and nights are short, long, or equal to one another. Purport. Lord Brahma prays in his Brahma Samhita 5.52. Yachat Shuresha Sabita Satalagrahana Raja Samasta Suramurti Rashesha Teja Yasya Nyaya Bhamati Samdhata Kala Chakra Govinda Mari Purusham Tamaham Vajami. I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, under whose control even the sun, which is considered to be the eye of the Lord, rotates within the fixed orbit of eternal time. The sun is the king of all planetary systems and has unlimited potency in heat and light. Although the sun is described as Bhagavan, the most powerful, and although it is actually the most powerful planet within the universe, it nevertheless has to carry out the order of Govinda, Krishna. The sun god cannot deviate even an inch from the orbit designated to him. Therefore, in every sphere of life, the supreme order of the supreme personality of God is carried out. The entire material nature carries out his orders. However, we foolishly see the activity of material nature without understanding the supreme order and the Supreme Person behind them. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Maya Prakriti material nature carries out the orders of the Lord and thus everything is maintained in an orderly way. Omajnana Timirandasya Gyanam Janashalakaya Chakshurumilitam Jena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manovishtam Tapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Tadati Svapadampikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Uta Tadakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamsta Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragna Tapitam Tamsanjeevam Sāvaitam Sāvadūtam Parijana Sāvitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Rādhā Krishna Pādhāṁ Sahagana Dalitā Sri Vishāsāṁ Vitaṁscha Sri Krishna Karnā Sindhu Dhīna Bandhu Jagatate Gopesha Gopika Kānta Rādhā Kānta Namusude Tata Kāṁchana Gaurangi Rādhe Vrindhā Vaneshvari Vrishabhāṁ Sute Devi Kranamāmi Narithye
I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, under whose control even the sun, which is considered to be the eye of the Lord, rotates within the fixed orbit of eternal time. The sun is the king of all planetary systems and has unlimited potency in heat and light. This is the Brahma Samhita 5.52, where the power of sun is being brought out and the power of the Supreme Lord who is giving and empowering and uh, investing his potency and controlling the sun. The glory of the Lord is also being brought out. Jyotisham Ravir Amshuman of lights and the radiant sun. That's how Krishna describes his oblongs. Adityana Aham Vishnu Jyotisham Ravir Amshuman Marichi Parutamasmi Nakshatrana Aham Shashi Of the Adityas, I am Vishnu. Of the lights, I am the radiant sun. Of the Maruts, I am Marichi. And among the stars, I am the moon. So this is how the Lord is maintaining the living entities who are rebellious towards Him. The mercy aspect of the Lord is seen. How He enters the darkest part of the universe which in itself was fully dark before He enters as we saw in the previous chapter, the last few verses. Mahatanda, because he enters and illuminates the universe. And the sun god is always Mahatanda. We will look at the Brahma Samhita purport to five point five two Brahma Samhita. Where yet Chakshuru, the eye, the sun is considered as the eye, and he is the Raja Sahala Graham, Raja of the Samasta Sura, Sura the demigods, Sahala Grahana, all the plants and the demigods, the sun god is considered as the king, and he has got infinite effulgence. Ashesha Teja and he does his journey, Brahmati. And that is the Kala Chakra, the wheel of time. Now the glory of the Lord is being brought up <coughs> in terms of how such a powerful sun god who has got unlimited effulgence, even he is performing his duty according to the order of the Supreme Lord, Govinda. It's out of the fear of the Lord that the sun rises, the wind blows, the fire burns. <coughs> That's how Lord Kapila will explain to Mother Devahuti also. <coughs> so each one of the demigod is also a controller. But uh, the Supreme Controller is the Lord Ishwaraha Paramaha Krishna. 
सच्चिदानंद विग्रह अनादि आदि गोविंद सर्वकारण कारण Certain professors of the Vedic religion worship the sun as Brahman. The sun is one of the hierarchy of the five gods. Some people target in heat the source of this world and therefore designate the sun, the only location of heat, as the root cause of this world. Notwithstanding all that may be said to the contrary, the sun is after all only the presiding deity of the sphere of the sum total of all mundane heat. and hence is a god exercising delegated authority the sun performs his specific function of service certainly by the command of govinda so here the potency and the potent being discussed the sun god being one of the energies the lord and the shaktiman who is behind the sun and who is ordering giving the potency and delegating in orbit on this the sun performs his journey um that's the supreme law if one does not see or one uh misses to see that connection and separates the lord from his energy and such vision is called vinadruk is separated vision by one to separate the lord from his energy and that's in um, in one sense it is also demoniac that you have that mentality of focusing on the energy of the lord and not seeing the potent energy potent um, form of the lord as said in so some people target in the heat the source of the world and therefore designate the sun as the only location of heat and sun is the root cause of this world so that mentality has to be uh, given up now through the movements of the sun as explained in the purport to this verse and previous verses and from the purports of the last few verses of the previous chapter where the the potency of the sun god how he illuminates it is the sun rise that induces us to start our work the time which is like the powerful energy that is pushing us kal chakra that is based on sun the position of the sun in the horizon then um, sorry starting from the sunrise moving up to the horizon and then setting up the sun we observe all our activities are driven by the movement of the sun we get inspiration we are regulated and there is some monitoring going on all the potencies exhibited through the time factor and that is based on the movements of the uh, sun when reading the word to word meaning and then when reading the translation we also see the effect of the heat 
and the light, the duration of the daytime, the duration of the night, and how <coughs> when uh, the sun is passing through the north or south or through the equator, then the days um, and night are short, long or equal respectively. So that's how the word Shigra, then uh, Mandya, Mandya, and Samanidhi are there. What I wanted to touch upon today is the theme of the soul also moving based on the moments of the sun and the soul changing the body as the day progresses. The famous verse we have, Ayu Harati by Kumsam, as every day goes by. We may celebrate birthdays, but actually we are moving close to the our expiry date. If we do not glorify the Lord, every day the rising of the sun and the setting takes away the duration of the life of a person who does not glorify the Lord. Uddhyan ayutharati varthamsam, uddhyan nastamcha janmasav, tasyato yakshanamita, uttam shloka varthaya. One who does not glorify or one who does not hear the glories of the Lord, his ayu, his harati is being taken away. The soul itself is described as the sun which illuminates the entire body. And the body is the one that undergoes changes according to the movements of the sun. The soul as such is never affected by the time factor. Only the body undergoes changes, body takes birth, and then we see in the second chapter as to how passing from youth to um, from childhood to youth to old age and then finally at death the body uh, the soul takes on another body. So this is the movement of the um, in one sense we can say that the body is moving, the soul as an observer is watching and then depending on the consciousness, depending on how well the consciousness is cultivated in this life, you get uh, the other next body. So that's the moment of the soul. So what I'm going to speak is based on His Holiness Shri Swami's um, lecture on the Three Shloki Gita. In the Three Shloki Gita, in the 15th chapter, the Lord talks about the fallible and the infallible, Shara and the Akshara. So Maharaj focuses on the process of how the fallible living entity moves towards the position of infallible. So this movement can be Madhya, slow, or made Shigra, or you can remain in a position where you are. And that's also an indication of how you want to move up to the um, higher realms or stay in the same position Madhye or go down. The choice is given. 
Now we are focusing on how the fallible living entity is trying to move from his fallible position to the infallible. <clears throat> now for this movement to happen, we need to know the standard which is followed in the infallible world. That Krishna explains in the 14th chapter itself as to how to transcend the modes and reach that place, having gone and never come back, is there is a constant engagement in devotional service. So those who don't meet that standards are in a fallible position. And the same applies. So if that's how you came down, if you reverse it, if you do the reverse, if you engage fully in devotional service, you can go back. So with that philosophical understanding and um, with that clarity and peace of mind rather than analyzing how did I fall, um, the, the focus is, okay, this is the way out, let me move. According to the movements of the sun, according to the scriptures, if I follow, then I can make that shift. <coughs> now what is preventing the living entities from moving is the inherent defects that the living entity is born with. We all know about that. The four defects. We all speak about it. But at least I can say I am overcome by it. Most of them all the time. The valuable senses which are imperfect because of which we get into illusion and commit mistakes. Despite making mistakes, we force ourselves as experts and we have the cheating propensity. The other fallibility is the struggle with the mind. So the four defects and the struggle with the mind. Mana, Sastani, Indriyani, Prakriti, Stani, Karshati. So that is the defective state that we are in. And how do we get out of the defective state is by acquiring knowledge which is compared like some Krishna so the knowledge is coming from a source which is beyond these four defects, which is infallible, then the fallible living entity can move from its fallible position to infallible position. And that source of knowledge is the Vedic knowledge. Now we have the Vedic knowledge and the Vedic authorities, scholars, gurus, sadhus. Now we have to go and inquire from them. Now within the inquiry also, one has to make inquiries that are going to help him move up rather than stay in the same position. If you are inquiring about how do I best use the material energy to increase from what we call as um, one cell in the prison to another cell to another cell which is higher but still is a prison. If the inquiry is like that, then such inquiries are not useful. One has to inquire about the uh, spiritual position of the living entity, the position of the Lord, who am I, why do I suffer, how can I end my suffering? And most importantly, what is my duty? 
It is the same mentality that was uh, exhibited by Srila Sanatana Goswami when he met Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and asked these type of questions. So these type of questions will help us move from uh, stuck in the material platform towards the infallible position. Now, during the struggle in this material world, the living entity does engage in various activities, but is still under the influence of the modes. Maharaj explains that the fallible living entity does fallible karma. He quotes the verse from the third chapter as to how the living entity is bewildered by the false ego things that he is the doer. So such kind of mentality, doing activities in that mentality is called fallible karma. Fallible living entity, bewildered by false ego, that's fallible karma. As we know, that's karma, jnana and bhakti. So what is the next is, the fallible living entity does engage in fallible jnana. That is when the Lord descends, thinking him, to be a product of matter. His body is also material and beyond him is the unborn, impersonal aspect that is supreme. And thinking that when the Lord descends, his body is matter, that is fallible yama. That will not take you beyond this material world. As Prabhupada a lot of time explains, Patanti Nato, you fall down. So that path is also not uh, to be taken. So, fallible jiva should not do fallible, engage in fallible jnana, we should engage in infallible jnana. <coughs> Next is the bhakti as described by Krishna himself as to how the living entity has bhakti towards the demigods. Yo yo yam yam tham bhaktya. Those whose intelligence has been stolen by material desires surrender and to the demigods. Sarata being one of the major aspects of bhakti, Maharaj explains that that's also a wrong focus, even though you are doing bhakti, that's a fallible bhakti done towards the demigods. So that tendency to worship is there in the living entity, but it is missed there. So that is fallible bhakti. That path also should be avoided. Now, what is the correct path then? Has the Lord who is all merciful, what is He giving, what system is He giving to help the living entity move from being in a fallible position to the infallible position? That is being explained by the Lord Himself where He says He gives the Varnashrama system to systematically elevate the consciousness and to make the living entity move up. The choice is given, but it's up to you how you want to uh, move. So here, the living entities which are fallible, they can again be classified as being pious or being impious. Now what is the difference is that the pious, even though they have material desires, um, they are, have material needs, 
they approach the Lord, they accept the authority of the Vedas and they approach the Lord. So that's why the four kind of pious people, even though they are in the valuable position, the spark inside them is that which can be fanned and taken to the next level, is that tendency to approach the Lord and accept His authority. So this Bhajante is a good starting point. This Bhajante is directed towards the Supreme Lord and these pious people, they surrender to the Supreme Lord. And what does the Lord say to surrender? He will take you away from this materialism. So therefore, the pious, because of their tendency to surrender to the Supreme Lord, they are progressing in the path from being fallible to the infallible. They are moving in the correct direction. And this is where, as um, devotees who are attempting to preach, we need to identify these kind of pious people and give knowledge, give the aspect of bhakti which will appeal to them and gradually help them move up. <coughs> and that will accelerate Shikram, that will accelerate their uh, movement. Now what is the path which needs to be completely avoided is the impious who are still in a valuable position, but they don't want to listen to the Lord. Their tendency, as we saw, is to separate the Lord from His energy and they are attracted only towards the um, energy and they think that's all in all. The mentality is being uh, discussed in the 15th, 16th chapters as well. And in fact, um, 7th itself, Krishna will say about four kinds of people who do not surrender to Him. Is that 7th or 9th? 7th or 7th? Four kinds of people who do not surrender. So that mentality is something that needs to be avoided as to um, movement is happening but they are moving in the wrong direction. And that uh, movement is also due to um, fear. Fear of personal form of the soul and the personal form of the Lord. Vita Raga Bhaya Krodha. In that section, Prabhupada explains as to how each mentality is there. If there is too much attachment to material things, you will not go out. Materialistic attitude. That is Raga. So then Bhaya is, you are afraid of spiritual identity of the soul and of the Lord. And that's why you try to avoid anything to do with material relationship is a problem Then spiritual world also relationship should be problematic. So I will avoid having a form, having a relationship and then so neither the living entity has a form nor the Lord has a form. It's all impersonal. That is due to fear of uh, having a personality for the soul and for the Lord. The next is anger, vita raga, then 
Bayern, in Bayern, in Bayern. Um, you're frustrated due to various material, materialistic, sorry, through various spiritual attempts to uh, liberate yourself, you're frustrated. And in that frustration, you want to destroy it. And that, that, that destruction has to happen through anger. Therefore, the philosophy of voidism. Shunya. To make everything zero means you must destruct and that destruction is through the mode of ignorance, so anger. And that's the voidistic philosophy. Impersonal philosophy is voidistic philosophy. So they degrade the soul, they move the soul in the opposite direction. Then you get more and more entangled in the uh, banyan tree. And then you move, as we see that the sun illuminates different parts of the world, you can see where you are going, up or staying in the same place or moving up. So that path has to be um, avoided. Having discussed what has to be avoided, what has to be uh, focused on, we will focus on more on how the pious becomes reaches the infallible state. Now Krishna gives the purpose of creation. Why the material world is created? Why are the living gods sent? Why are the living entities sent? So that you perform sacrifice. The whole purpose of Varnashram is to satisfy the Supreme God. Samsudir Hari Toshan. Why are the resources given? Why are the demigods sent? Why, how does the Lord explain? Parasparam Bhavayanto. So you perform sacrifice. You are receiving various resources. You use them in my service and through the uh, agency of the demigods. So that's how we see in these chapters. The worship of the Lord is done through the uh, potency of the Lord. Through fire, through water, through sun god. This Paraswaram Bhavayanda, through that, the purpose of sacrifice is there. So that is what will make the living entity move from fallible position to infallible position. One has to perform yakyam. Now these yajnas also are conditioned by the modes. The sacrifice that you do also has to be done in the proper consciousness. That's why Gita gives the classification of the yajnas, sacrifices, austerity also within the modes. And that is for us to make the right choice so that you can move quickly, Shikram, from being the fallible to the infallible. If you are having personal motivations and you are engaging in sacrifices, you are a pious person, you are accepting the authority of the Lord, the, your consciousness will change, but the change will take a long time. It is a gradual process. If you want to go the fast way, you have this consciousness that 
and before even beginning the yajna, the result is for the Lord. The process is given by the Lord. I am doing it for His pleasure. And that will set you up in a proper consciousness so that your only aim is to please the Lord and that is the um, without any motivation and that gets you to the level of pure devotion whether you are in the midst of rivalities, heat, cold, honor, dishonor, happiness, distress you are not worried about all of that you are worried about pleasing the Lord and that's the common set of qualities Krishna will explain from 2nd chapter, 3rd chapter leading up to 12th chapter he says that not being disturbed by rivalities is one of the qualities that will make a person dear to him which means you are moving closer and closer to pleasing the Lord and when you do yajnas without being affected by the modes with only motive to please the Lord then that takes you out of this birth and death and that's all the 17th chapter, how the sacrifice has to be done by uttering the words Om Tat Sat. And here is where Maharaj gives the example of how the living entities were valuable, even though they are within the modes, now that they have to aim at the location which is beyond this material world. He gives the mantra we chant when doing Buddha Suddhi, Otta Vishnu Paramapadam. So we are looking at that place which is beyond this material modes. You, you are within the modes, no problem, but you aim your activities at the person who is beyond the modes. And you perform with that intention. The progress is accelerated if you do it. The specific example which Maharaj gives is that of how the Brahmanas chant the Gayatri Mantra. We'll go a little bit deeper into that also. Um, because the Brahma Gayatri is, which was discussed in the previous chapter purpose towards the end of it, there is an activity and there is a consciousness in which you do the activity. So, Maharaj emphasizes on doing the Gayatri three times. You understand the purpose behind it, who is the person that you are trying to meditate upon and why are you doing it. And that, if you do it with proper intention, that will help you move faster. And those who are not second initiated might wonder what should I do. It is the same principle of chanting the Hare Krishna Mantra. Why am I doing it? What is the purpose? What is the intention? You set the intention to take the Sankalpa, as His Great Prabhu says in the Japa book. You set the Sankalpa before you begin the round. That wherever my mind wanders, I'll bring it back. I'll focus on the song. The pure vibration. Now if that intention is set and even 
during the middle of the japa, the mind wanders. As Prabhu explained, that sankalpa has to come in like a, that should be at the back of the mind and you should be able to bring it back, your thoughts. It's like a um, breeze that flows through, you should be able to, uh, here's uh, what did I do, what, what sankalpa I said, let me come back to it. So, with the um, Gayatri Mantra, the Brahma Gayatri especially, so Prabhupada partially uh, puts the mantra in the purport and uh, that Brahma Gayatri is about meditating on the Divine Son who enthuses our meditation. So, the three planetary systems are covered in that we address the Lord through whom and then we meditate on the uh, Divine Son. Now how does it apply for the Gaudi Vaishnavas? Uh, this section that I am speaking is from His Holiness Satyananda Swami's Gayatri book. So Maharaj explains that um, the word Om is Pranavat Sarva Vedeshu. He systematically establishes how within the Gita Krishna explains that He is that Om. So Gauri Vaishnava should not think that Om is um, something less important and have an aversion towards Om. If one understands the significance of the home, how it is connected to the Lord, then we can dwell deeper into the meaning of the um, Gayatri Mantra. So Prabhupada disciples in his early days when they were given the Gayatri Mantra, they wrote to him and asked him that who is this son that we are supposed to meditate on. We are chanting Hare Krishna anyway. And Hare Krishna Mantra is superior. Um, who is the sun god? Savita and uh, what's all this about? So Prabhupada replied, the meaning of the first mantra is I meditate on the sun god who is maintaining the three worlds. Savitur is the name of the sun god. But the greatest servitude is Krishna. Therefore, it is meditation on Krishna who is the master of all the cosmic manifestation. This is the Gauri Vaishnava understanding. When we are chanting Brahmagayatri, whom do we focus on? Maharaj gives um, explanation from various other Goswamis and he even quotes from the um, previous verse which was covered in the last chapter as to how the Lord enters and it is his potency by which the sun is removing the darkness and this sun is the Lord himself. In another purport, 
this Savita is referred to as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. So you can meditate upon Lord Krishna or Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the three words, Bhūdhuvaswaha, represents the Pātala, the Lord, Matyaloka, the Bhuvaha, and Swaha is the Swarga and all the planets above. So Satyanand Maharaj summarizes, after he gives a lot of references, he summarizes as follows. When doing Brahmagaritri, this could be, and this is a proper meditation, by the mercy of goddesses Gayatri, Savitri and Saraswati, who are all the manifestations of Srimati Radharani, by that mercy of the three goddesses, they will reveal the divine effulgence of the Lord and His supreme abode, the supreme abode of Sri Sri Radha and Krishna. Let us therefore meditate on the Supreme Lord, His abode, His divine energy, consort Srimati Nadarani. And I am the servant of the Lord who is seen in the circle of the sun, who is the origin and foundation of everything. And it is He who inspires all living entities to perform good and bad deeds according to their desires. So this is taking Gayatri meditation as one example which is done three times a day. Even though we are within the modes, but you aim your activities at the Lord who is above the modes. So coming back to the main thread of how the valuable moves towards the infallible is your daily activities, which is regulated by the movements of the sun, if they are aimed at the Supreme Lord, done with the proper consciousness, with the intention to please the Lord, and that will accelerate your movement from being in a valuable position to the infallible position. Thereby, as we discussed earlier, Krishna, Surya, Sama. So, the darkness in the heart of the devotee is driven away by the lamp of knowledge. Krishna himself promises. And through that, Path of pure devotion, the fallible living entity can quickly move to the infallible position and thereby attain his ultimate goal. I'll conclude here and see if there are any comments, questions, corrections.
In Bhagavad Gita, does Krishna say anywhere about making the transition from more goodness to Krishna consciousness? From more goodness to Krishna consciousness, where in the Bhagavad Gita does he say the 14th chapter towards the end, Mamchaya Vyavicharana, that is a very powerful verse where the transition and the path is given. Ninth chapter, Mahatmanas Mahampasta, Daivi Prakriti Mahasrata, taking shelter of Daivi Prakriti, Chatushloki Gita, and then the Sarama Shloka, which is the ultimate Sarudharma Kavitya Thank you, Prantrashima Bhagavatam Kijai Shri Prabhupada Ki